Everyone, hello. It's uh, the letter Z from the Pref and Ref podcast. I want to take this moment before this episode starts to also let you guys know that this episode will be touching on the clean air movement. If you don't know what that is, Google is your best friend. Um, and we'll talk about it during the episode. On top of that, we also talk about what's happening now with the shelter in place order that's been given at this moment in time and what we expect will be the future. In other words, what we see coming down the road. Um, you may agree, you may disagree. As always, you're more than welcome to email at us at uh, pref.ref. You'll find it in the description. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we have plenty of things planned in the near future. Some interview episodes we hope you guys enjoy. And if there's any content you'd want, go to the description. You'll find some ways to reach out to us and request that. Thank you. Enjoy the sponsored uh, ad and then the episode. You can always skip ahead if you don't like the ad. Just saying. Oh. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition or episode of the Pref and Ref podcast. This one is a special one because it falls on a certain day that we're recording. It is April 20th at the time of this recording. And I am your host, Demonic. My co-host, do you know what do you know what today signifies or specifies? Clean air day, man. Clean, Clean air, day. air day. You know, oxygen, O2. Wait, that's backwards. Doesn't matter. Clean air. Are you a are you a uh, proponent of clean air? I love clean air, man, but uh, sometimes you need dirty air too, though, right? Right, right. Oh, uh, introduce yourself. I don't think you said your name. Oh, yeah. Well, I you mean, guys know who I am. You probably know by now. The letter Z, man. The letter Z. The ultimate, the best guy ever. You know, the last letter of the alphabet, but it doesn't matter because if you ain't first, you're last. Wait. Okay. That didn't make sense either. But it's all right. So today we have a pretty... Um, cool little discussion we're just gonna randomly talk about uh, certain topics one of them would have to be um i guess we can talk about marijuana since you know it falls under today's day and then we'll just get into some other discussions what do you think about um weed pretty much Z? man that's a tough one i don't know we probably shouldn't start with this but okay uh in my <laughs> I mind mean, why not it's like you know like it's right there and it's like it's you know it's obvious it's 420 so why not Man, I'm not a political person, but I'm just letting you know right now. If you want the government to control what substances you can and cannot intake, you might as well give them access to everything else. I, I am, for one, I'm a, I, I'm a firm believer that they should be able to do whatever they want. They're adults, man. I, I don't, I don't think you should baby them. Plus, if you make something like illegal, I think most more people are gonna want to. They're lured right. by it's, it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because like it's that it's that. Um... It's that aspect of like, oh, I can't get it, you know, so now I'm going to get it. Yeah. Well, again, you know, there's, there's also the, for the countries that don't have, when, whenever you, something is outlawed, it always becomes more dangerous. And I don't think you're like in disagreement of it, but if we can go back to just look at the, when a uh, liquor or alcohol was outlawed, right? The, um, yeah, the prohibition, the prohibition era, we know how much the mafia grew in power and you know, how much danger you could uh, expect from trying to buy illegal alcohol, both in health right, and right. in, like, you know, crossing the wrong people or whatever. 
Right, and all that stuff, that, all that pretty cool innovation that happened because of it, you know, where you had speakeasies or you had, like, all these little, like, underground secret societies where you can, like, you know, do a certain knock, you know, to inform you that a cop was coming and then, like, the bartender would hide the liquor and all that. I mean, that that was, I, 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 I see that as pretty cool. And that's how the moonshine also business also happened. You have to uh, give them props for innovation, man. <laughs> they have to find a way. <laughs> Right, exactly. That's, you know, how they made beer in their bathtub and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And again, just like alcohol, I think even if some people are allergic to it, some people don't like it. I mean, at least you have the option to purchase it legally. And if something comes out wrong, you know, you can, you know, there's legal ways to handle it. But I don't think you legalize or not legalizing something is going to make something better. It just makes it harder to, you know, find the right channels to seek justice. Right. And another thing that I see that, um, so I, I don't smoke, right? I don't partake in this, you know, in the devil's lettuce. Wait a minute. You've never, you've never smoked ribs or steak ever. I've never smoked ribs or steak, but I have consumed it before. Damn, bro. I don't understand. I've you. had smoked salmon and that is amazing. Mm. What about you? Have you had smoked lettuce before? Uh, I grill it every now and then. I don't know if I like smoking it. <laughs> No, but yeah, so I don't partake of it. Like, I don't, I honestly don't care for it. You know, um, I don't care that people do it, you know, for whatever reasons, either recreational or, you know, medicinal, whatever, you know, because everybody's their own person, you know, and as long as it doesn't affect me in a certain way or form, you know, I really don't care. But I don't believe that the government should be able to ban a natural growing plant. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I agree. Like now, like if like I guess you can like the government can like, you know, regulate it, quote unquote regulate, you know, like doing oh, you can't do this to it or that or whatever, you know. Like cause now it's not natural, right? Like if you start adding all kinds of stuff additives to it or whatever, you know, to like get a stronger high or whatever, then you know, like there's a there's a little fine line right there. But a natural, you know, natural marijuana plant, like I do not see that I can't I can't see like how can you ban or make make something illegal that naturally grows on the earth you know that's my yeah. that's my um my uh, take in it i do know that a lot of states including the one that we're living in right now um have the great passed, republic you know, of california like, right you know that you can uh you can smoke recreationally like medically whatever it doesn't matter but uh, the states have passed that, but it's still federally illegal to do that, um, which is weird because you start like going into like a little fine line of like, is it okay for me to have it or is it not? Like, for instance, <clears throat> uh, they are, uh, it's legal, right, to have some weed. But if you're, if you live in a, in a public housing, which is federally subsidized, it's illegal for you to have it in your possession and can be evicted or kicked out of the unit because you're, you're smoking something that's legal in the state. I find it really hypocritical because, you know, a lot of those politicians have consumed worse drugs than weed. You know, they've, they're on cocaine. You know, they're on other, I mean, we can't, we can't prove it because I wasn't, I wasn't there with them. Yeah, recently that uh, there was this one governor, or I think he tried to run for president or whatever. You know, like like they found him inside of in a hotel. You know, like all doped up, all cracked up. You know, yeah, man. See, that's what I'm saying. It's it's so hypocritical. Just just say the truth. Say I don't I don't have control over this. Let you let the public decide. At the end of the day, let them do what they need to do. They're adults as long as it doesn't involve killing another person 
or robbing them seriously, you know, that's their deal. Besides, there's like a lot of benefits to the plant itself, you know, like the hemp, you know, you can make paper out of it, you can t- make clothes out of it, you can um, you can use it for food. You can, there's so many benefits to that. And on the other side, there's the CBD, which is proven to like help depression, help for internal, like medicinal purposes. But then there's other, you know, I mean, everything everything has a downside if you look at it. Like a knife is good for cooking, but at the same time, it could take someone's life if it's in the wrong person's hands. So I just, yeah, you're not going to ban it. But, and it's so weird, though, because, you know, like, like all marijuana pretty much just does is, you know, like make people relax, you know, makes people chill out. You know, it's like it's how is it that weed is illegal, but beer you know, that causes a lot of fatal car crashes, you know, that causes so many bad decisions that leads to a lot of bar fights, you know, like all kind of like drunken fights and all this and all that. How is that legal? It's the money, baby. But yet a plant, a plant isn't. Mm. Yeah, I I agree. I don't know. It's, it's not one we're going to get a lot of uh, negative traction on, I think for between you and me, because I know for sure we're looking at it kind of the same way. I don't think they should be in the business of it. I don't think it matters. It's just like religions. They should get out of their business of supporting one over another, which they don't really do besides, like, I mean, Christianity. If you're not Christian, you're not, you're, you're on the losing side. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like they should be in that kind of business because it gets messy. It gets. It's just they can't, they can't dictate that. They shouldn't. But even if you have an opinion, I don't like it. Well, that's fine. But let someone who does consume it is not going to bother you. Like, I don't like them smoking around me. Well, guess what? They smoke cigarettes, which is 100 times worse than marijuana and you know there's nothing you can do about that one well, i mean there is something you can do about it but you're not you're not making that illegal right so why make something that's not going to hurt you not going to give you cancer in fact it might save you from cancer well, why would you make that illegal but you would make something right, like smoking exactly. cigarettes that kills children yeah. so it just doesn't make sense no and that's correct because um so i understand so i get it and um in the point of me being, you know, like the smaller the government, better. I do understand why government does this, though, you know, because they don't want the population, you know, being all doped out or lazy, whatever, you know, so they're trying to make productive people. But at the end of the day, you know, government shouldn't tell you what you can and cannot do with your, you know, with your life, with your body, you know, like I understand, you know, like, like other style of drugs, right? So like ecstasy or Molly or, you know, cocaine whatever heroin i understand those you know those should be um outlawed which they are you know but i don't see like there's no there is no benefit whatsoever to those drugs you know um and they're also made in a lab you know so that i i completely support the illegalization of those which they are but just you know the fact that a plant uh, that doesn't, that has none of those side effects, you know, of like messing up your brain cells or this and that, what all these other pills do, you know, um, how, how is it, you know, that, and there's been a lot of research into medical uses for it, you know, like there is some studies that show medical benefits to marijuana. Uh, so it, so it shouldn't be a, what is it? Is a schedule one narcotic? I, th- I believe a schedule one narcotic is, you know, there's no medical benefit to it, but there's papers, there's researches, there's all kinds of studies showing that, that weed, you know, that the, the THC, you know, is THC or CBD, whichever one, you know, um, does have medical benefits to it, but it's just the fact that they still classify it as schedule one. So they could remain, so they stay illegal pretty much. Well, I mean, the, there's things behind the history of things that we don't fully understand yet. I mean, know for sure that well, what did they say? The, the Declaration of Independence 
or the Constitution itself, one of those two, if not both documents, were written on hemp paper. So it was like commonly used everywhere, including government. There had to be something or someone. Some people say that it's because of the cotton industry or the, not the cotton industry, the um, paper industry, right? Those people that owned like acres and acres worth of woodland area, they would chop those trees down right. and, and sell that paper. But it was like inferior in every way possible. But I don't know. I don't really, I haven't dove into that topic, so I don't really know. But I mean, I remember hearing that that was part of the reason why they banned the use of marijuana and began more, you know, campaigns behind it. Also that it was like used a lot by, you know, hippies in the seventies and sixties, the love era, but I don't, the free love era, but I don't know. I have to look into it to know more, but I, I don't, I don't really care. You know, I think it's up to the individual for that one at least. No, and I completely, I completely agree with you, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's who depends on who we elect, you know, there, we can elect some libertarian out there that, you know, bans all rules, you know, and it's like anarchy or, you know, we can elect, uh, somebody that's still like legalizes some stuff, but still has some rules. It's, it's a, it's not a win-win situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always going to be a tough one, I think, but uh, I, I just want to take a moment here to just like apologize to the listeners if there is any feedback or any issues. Um, we're still recording out of our homes and not out of the regular studio just because of the whole COVID-19 situation or Corona for those that like to drink. Um, we, we have tried to work with these circumstances, but, you know, again, you know, thank you for everyone's patience. We're, Which is also right, a good we're segue. We're trying to bring the the quality of us, you know, into your ear holes, you know, so just accept it. Let us in those sweet, juicy ears, those sweet ear canals. Anywho, uh, I mean, we don't have to like talk much about it because I know that, well, uh, mostly me, I'm not, you know, an expert of, you know, marijuana or its products or whatever. I mean, if we really wanted an expert, I could just call my brother. My brother's a mean old pothead, you know, but yeah, just my opinion is, you know, in a day like this, like mostly like, I don't know. I would say like 80% of the population has done it, you know, like they're doing it. They've done it, you know, like, it's just, it's such a regular common use, you know, and at least some of the, something I do agree with is that some of the laws have started loosening up on marijuana. So like you, like if you have a little bit of it, you know, they're not taking you to jail no more, which is dumb. You should never go to jail for, never should never go to jail for a plant unless, you know, you ended up killing 10 people to get that, <laughs> that little plant, you know, but um, yeah, a lot of the people are starting to like, or a lot of the laws are starting to, uh, you know, ease up on, on all the, on all the weed stuff. I know Texas though hasn't, Texas still has some pretty strong uh, laws against it. I think they're still working on getting that removed, but it's going to take a while, man. Colorado out of all the people, man, I would have never imagined they would be the most level head, level headed people, but I guess so. Cause they were what, they were ahead of us, right? When it came to passing laws. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think they're the the first ones that legalized it, and it's pretty cool though too because like the um I was watching this documentary where uh they legalized it in Colorado, right? And this family, this lady, um, she sold everything that she owned, right? She like she uh she sold her car, she sold all this stuff, and like got into the game so early. She literally like like all of her life savings, right? She risked it all in the marijuana industry. And right now she's a multimillionaire. How badass is that? I mean, that's the grandma you want, man, for sure. 
That's that's the one that oh, you should yeah. be calling up. Hey, Grandma, how you doing? Relaxed, right? Yeah. How about wiring another 1000 bucks? Baby needs a new pair of shoes. Speaking of babies, there's a reason why you were gone, right? We hadn't heard right. about you in an episode or two because, as we mentioned <laughs> because before. Because my baby's almost here. That's right. I have a little demonic baby going to be running around sometime soon. It's going to be a little Satan baby. She's a girl, right? Or is it he? It's a girl. Yeah, it's a girl. It's yeah. a girl. Just with people I didn't know. Uh, are you going to paint little horns on her and you call her, uh, what, what was Lucy, right? Is that her name? No, it's Leanna. Uh, it's a couple letters away. It's going to be hard to, I'm, I'm going to have to redo this right here. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I thought you were going to pick Lucy for sure. I mean, I can see it, but at the end of the day, it really, it really wasn't my choice. That's true. You're not carrying the baby. Or are you? Honestly, because if it was my choice, I would have gone with a really, really cute girl name that really nobody has. Like, right? Everybody has these common girl names and like, it's whatever, right? They're female names. But like the best, cutest girl name has to be Death Cup Murder Face. It has to be that. But no, she didn't want it. For some reason, you know, she, she frowned upon that. You have been listening way too much. To the Wu-Tang Clan, let me tell you. When you start looking for these names <laughs> and Killer Face is one of the ones you pick, you need to lay off those records, man. It's Death Kill Murder Face, all right? Oh, my bet, my bet. Mr. Murder Face. You know... No, not Mr. Murder Face. It's Death Kill Murder Face. Death well, Kill. First name Death Kill, last name Murder Face. It sounds like you're doing pretty well, all things considered. I think uh, <laughs> she's going to be born in the era of the corona, and... She's going to tell some stories to her kids one day because she's going to say, I remember it when there was a toilet paper shortage and my dad had to kill a man to get that roll of paper. How dare you use a bidet, you traitors? Don't you understand? Right, it was all man for themselves. You know, you need that toilet paper for your bunghole. Well, you don't, but you do, but you don't. Well, you know you do, but then again, you know, not everybody's intelligent as you, you know, that they could like, you know, tape a garden hose to their toilet, you know, not anybody. Not it was a nice hose. That. Okay. First of all, it was a nice hose. It hurt. It would hurt anybody to spend $40 on a hose and then have it rip it apart for a workable <laughs> bidet. And at the end of the day, just drag it from the and outside. The, the weirdest part about this is the fact that like that you installed a nozzle tip that like is like almost like a pressure. Wait, washer, no, we so, don't like, talk about the tip. We like, don't talk about the tip. Don't talk about the tip. Cut, <laughs> don't talk. It, it can cut through material. You know, like you don't need that much pressure. Oh, uh, I don't think you've seen the material this thing needs to cut through. So <laughs> I'm telling you, it's there for a well, reason. I kind of know your diet, so I wouldn't assume there'd be a lot of material. But I mean, I don't know your personal you life. You eat so broccoli go that far seven days a week, and you tell me how your material looks. Okay, <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> Agree to disagree. So moving forward, there's a lot of things happening right now because of the corona, the COVID. Uh, among the things that happened is in one of our previous episodes, I think. Uh, you weren't able to be there, but let me just fill you in. We talked about Zoom, which is, uh, among other things, new. Part two is also from China. Part three is also being banned at the same time by Google, and they're not allowing any of their employees to install it on their computer for a reason. They've found some security vulnerabilities as well as some code that's malicious, but not meant to be malicious, but it is. And all the servers that host the Zoom meetings and Zoom video they're all in China. So not that that's a bad thing. It could be in Ecuador. It doesn't matter. But the fact or that it it's also, or it can be in Russia. And it's just like, it's located in a place where it's not the most ideal when you're not trusting of that place. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. You wouldn't Especially go- when the place has a history of, you know, not being, you know, trustworthy. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, that that they're not trustworthy. But, I mean, when you have a record of, you know, viruses or, you know, uh, intellectual theft, you know, and all this and all that, you got to be iffy about it. Although the company is, like, 100% pretty much Chinese. The uh, inventor, Eric Yon, is, like, 50 years old, but he was a lead engineer at Cisco. So, a very secure networking company and they create a lot of appliances but he was there and then left to make his own company uh so he knows what he's doing but at the same time i mean you wouldn't go to a yard sale located on like pennywise's yard so i mean you could i guess it's up to you but i, I mean you could him. but like uh it's gonna be like a lot of skulls and stuff like that which i mean I or toys mind. a lot of rubber duckies you know, just for halloween rubber duckies paper airplanes uh boats and some yellow right. jacket rain jackets right right use stuff is what i'm trying to say but uh yeah so that <laughs> happened what's your opinion on zoom what do you know about it maybe you don't maybe you do what's your what do you think? so i really i really don't know too much about it i do know that the company that i'm working for now has started implementing zoom like in their conference calls because what they used to do is that they used to have phone conference calls uh in the like once a week in the morning you know to catch up the people about you know basic stuff you know what has what my company has to do through but uh last week is actually when they first used the zoom you know and um i really don't know too too much about it i mean i guess it's great for people you know that um that need it uh on the whole conspiracy side about it i don't know too much so you know about the whole you know chinese government and censorship and collecting data and all this and all that i I really don't know too much about it. I could see of it as a concern. Personally, I, I probably wouldn't download it because, you know, I really have no use for it. But because, um, you know, there's there's always other platforms to use, you know, like, uh, for instance, Facebook has uh, the, the Facebook Messenger, you know, so you can send voicemail or, you know, voice messages. You can also video chat through it. You know, I know iPhone has, you know, their... Um, whatever it is, their FaceTime, you know, recently on my Android, I have noticed that on whenever I send text messages, uh, this little uh, video thing pops up that says dual on it. And oh, yeah. like I can start, you know, video chatting, you know, but I have to download a second app for it, you know, but it's, um, there's many other platforms to do this, but for some reason, I guess just zoom somehow, zoomed into it you know and they're like the biggest one i think they're one of the biggest ones right now they're the biggest they're uh microsoft is trying to compete with them through their uh microsoft teams app but they okay. did they did like take the world by storm nobody just one day you're like what zoom the next day everyone's using it you're like what happened like how did that happen but the same like a tiktok you know tiktok is also a chinese um made app and company it's all the same thing so it's just kind of weird how they're just taking over one place to another, but regardless, it's not. Have you, I'm not. I'm not. Have like, you? Have you used it? Used what? Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've used it. You know what? The one thing I'll, I'll mention about Zoom, it's very good for if you're having a professional meeting, a religious service, or something. Just you don't know what they're wearing from the waist down, so they could be completely like <laughs> in pajamas and just like waist up is like a full suit or a full like business attire and you're just like hmm i think they're in the toilet okay, so man but you have that filter in the background that you can make it look like you're standing in space or whatever right okay so now my question to you since you have uh dabbed in it um what is the difference between this and skype communism <laughs>
No, I'm sorry. Uh, it's uh, I mean, no, it's uh, <laughs> no. That's, I mean, that, that's partially the difference. But the difference between Skype and this is that it's it's more stable. I think Skype had some issues to work out, but Zoom is, from what people are saying and from my personal experience, it is a pretty close one to one. Like, there's not a lot of interruption, which is weird. Again, it's running all the way through China's servers back to your phone. Um, I mean, that's not a, that's oversimplifying it. But the point is that it's it's uh. It's very stable. It's a very stable connection. So I think that's okay. one of the reasons why people like it. Plus, it's a free like app. And again, people like the word free on top of something. And you don't really have to make another account. I mean, you could if you wanted to, but Which you don't have to. Which is kind of a scary thing because if you think about it, you know, usually when you get free services, you know, and you don't read the terms and conditions, they could say, you know, hey, you know, it's free, but, you know, we got to track where, you know, your computer is at just in case we need to do some maintenance or this and that. So that's what people like don't realize that usually when something comes for free, you know, there's there's usually a catch to it. It's never really free. They're making money one way or another off of you, right? Oh yeah, no, for sure. For sure. You know, cause obviously, you know, they're going to be like promoting something here or something there. Like, but for instance, like, like for instance, Facebook, Facebook is free, you know, but look at all the scandals that Facebook has been doing, you know, where they like, where they uh, save uh, messages that you talk to other people, you know, they're listening unto the the voice, um, the voice messages that you send and they're listening to them. They have been saying that a lot of people uh, that they use AI, but a lot of people like there was recently, you know, uh, somebody uh, did a like, you know, was a whistleblower and they said something about um, that there's human, that the humans are listening onto it, you know, so like, that's what you have to be careful about too. like, for instance, you know, like a Gmail or a Yahoo this, all that free stuff always comes with a price. Yeah, there's nothing private, even if you look at a safety deposit box at the bank, you're not the only one with the key. And there's always going to be. The only way for something to be completely secure is for no one to be able to use it. That's the only way. But I, I can summarize my my thoughts on it in like a couple phrases. One is I'm glad that people are able to communicate and talk to each other. Two, uh, just be wary of the method you're using. It doesn't matter if it was from Russia. It doesn't matter if it was from Mexico, if it was from Canada. Just every, any, never trust Canadians. N- never trust never something that comes overnight. Canadians. That's the only thing that I'm scared of. If it comes overnight, there there might be a reason why. But at the end of the day, I think they're a company. They want to make money. I don't think they're they're too interested in, in scaring people away. I think they're going to provide a, a decent service. And if it's free, they want more people to sign up for it. I don't think they're going to do anything to really ruin their reputation this early on. I mean, they've been around for a couple of years, since 2013, I think, or 14. But um, either way, they, they've been around for a while. And I don't think they're a bad company. But, you know, just the powers of being. You just any, never know. Any government right, could just right. be just like, let's take a look at this and... Uh, you stay there, and especially with the especially within uh with the government, like the Chinese government. You know, like they can and they have the power to go up to them and be like, well, guess what? All the information that you have, it's our information now, and that's what's scary about uh you know a dictatorship, you know, a government, a communist government. You know that they can literally go into a private business and say, you know, no, all the information that you have on this, it's ours now, and there's nothing you can do about it. All of the the scary part. Okay, so this brings us to the what's happening here, too. The scary part is that we're not too different from that. I mean, we, we have laws in place, and we I put heavy quotations on it, but they can still do the same thing to us. It's just, I mean, straight up, you know, easy for them to do it, too. It's not as it's not like, you know, we're strangers to it. It's just like we know that it's not right, and it's harder for that to happen. But it can and has happened before, you know. So This is true. 
Um, I'm, I'm worried about what's going to happen next. I know that the stimulus checks at this point, now that we're doing this podcast, is a good time to talk about it. Most people have received their stimulus checks, and they're finding in the small print of the stimulus um, deal some interesting information, right? Have you, have you heard about this? Do you know what, what I'm referring to? I have heard some stuff, but I don't know exactly what you're talking about. So if you can enlighten me. Okay, so the uh, CARES Act. So the uh, the new act that came out, the stimulus check, um, has right. a provision there for those that are making over a million dollars a week. Or a week, a year, sorry. Do, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? So the... Yes, yes. So this one is technically... How can I put it? If someone is making over a million dollars, there's there's a couple ways for them to receive like a windfall uh, effect. So they're able to either claim uh, that they made a million and lost money and they can just not have to pay taxes on it or they're able to receive a buyback stimulus. So they're able to get like equivalent to about basically like a million dollars back into their account. Um, now, this was explained right. to me. I found a couple articles. I shared it with you guys on Forbes.com. Um, there was a couple other articles too, but again, there's only so much you can really believe until you start looking at it, but they have, you know, clips, uh, snippets and, and, uh, links referrals back to the .gov website where you can find more information. But there's a lot of sections in the, uh, stimulus package that, you know, again, help the, the wealthy dwindling wealthy get that, get those finances back in order, you know? which is supposed to be a help, but it's almost like you're leaving them off better than they were before it happened. And the whole point of this is to get them back kind of the same. It does. It's like, it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? No, I understand. I, I do. I do get this. And it's a, it's a lot of like, you know, legal mumble jumble, you know, and like how they word stuff. Like I get it, you know? Um, I mean, you know, to play devil's advocate, you know, technically, you know, um, in a lot of states, a thousand two hundred dollars is more than what people make hourly. If you think about that, you know, like they're making a lot more than what a normal, what a normal two week, you know, check, like an eighty hour check would come out to be, you know, and like, but that's only on some states. You know, other states, like you know, for instance, here in California, you know, you really can't survive off that money right there, you know, because you know everything is the cost of living is too high up here but in those areas like texas or um i know texas like the minimum wage i believe is like 750 and hasn't changed there like like it's a lot of money you know but i i I get where you're going at you know if you're wealthy you know if you if you've made it i don't see like i don't think that you really need the help you know like uh just let uh how do i say you know um just let the the not wealthy people you know get get the money you know let them get the more of the money so that's way it can help them out of their situation you know so yeah yeah so this corona aid relief and economic security act the cares act um now that i i have i pulled up the list uh, i was listening by the way i was but right right uh it, it had uh this is what it said it says that it temporarily suspends a limitation on how much owners of businesses formed as pass-through entities and deduct against their non-business income, such as capital gains, to reduce their tax liability. In other words, even the Washington Post and Forbes and Time Magazine had mentioned this, which is actually some good reporting on their side. They usually don't actually cover all this, but it's mainly because they want to stick it to uh, the powers that be. So it's not always for good intentions, but it's glad that they spotted that. Basically what it's saying there is if somebody has made a loss 
regardless of the amount or speculative loss. So if you were going to sell only $20 between now and, and uh, I don't know, August worth of hot dogs, you can say at the end of the year, you know what, it was actually going to be $400 million that I was going to sell of, of hot dogs. Even though the last five years you had your hot dog stand, you've only made 10 bucks. You can exaggerate it and say, I was going to make more. And this allows them to say, well, this is a huge loss. There's no, you know, there's no tax to be paid on the, on these gains for this year, if there is any. So the danger here is that you're costing, you know, I, I think you're costing close to, I think the estimation in some of the articles that I saw was, uh, and again, these are estimations from like economic, you know, professionals. I, I'm not, I don't claim to be one, but it's close to $8 billion worth of lost taxes that, you know, the country, the government won't be able to uh, call upon. So, I mean, that makes our, our loss or our, you know, debt ratio a lot higher. So, it's going to help a lot for the first like two, three years, which I think is the whole point of it, but it's going to be really tough for everyone else. Yeah, which is true. You know, I, I get where you're going at, but it it's so weird though, because um, it's always these loopholes, you know, like I, I don't think that they were, um, they specifically, when they wrote the bill, I, I really doubt it that they said, oh, you know, this is going to help the wealthy and only the wealthy and we'll add this into it i just believe the way how they wrote it and the people are smart enough you know this is what lawyers are for you know this is what accountants are for to be like oh hey you know there's this loophole right here where i can you know like i only sold five hot dogs but who knows i could have maybe sold five hundred thousand hot dogs this month you know but if it was for because corona happened you know i wasn't able to sell that many you know like i really doubt that um that uh that the bill was written like that but at the end of the day you know it probably could have been and uh people are just jumping on it you know people are capitalizing on that little loophole well the fear that there's a loophole a loophole that isn't very specific the fear of that means is because you know there there has been times that it's been exploited before and people like you know we don't have to be too um generous or, or secretive but people like trump for example you can easily find loopholes and he easily has and used them before. There's no saying, I mean, if he was just one person, you can only imagine how many others would be willing to do that. You're saying just because it's there, I don't think a lot of people are going to use it, but you'd be surprised. You know, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot worth you using, but I mean, I'm more scared of what's going to happen afterwards. And I talked about this before. Remember when we had the, our conversation? Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I don't necessarily, like, I don't think it's, you know, like a few people that are going to use it. Cause at the end of the day, you know, everybody wants to return the money. Everybody wants to, you know, get more money, you know? So like, and when they find it, you know, they're, they're going to exploit it, you know? So I'm not, I don't necessarily say, you know, I'm just trying to see like the good in people, you know, I'm trying to be like, Oh, you know, like they're, um, they're just trying to do the good thing, but at the end of the day, you know, like it's every man for himself. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope they find a way to do it. But I, I already know that there's going to be. It only takes a few bad apples to really exploit the system for everyone else to really stop trusting it. And unfortunately, that's the situation we're in. On top of that, there's always a danger that the the circumstances become worse as we go further, and we're not going to have enough income. I mean, again, the economy I think is even scarier than what's happened with the coronavirus. I think that's just fueling it. There was a, a very popular, um, I think his name is Eric Weinstein. He's, um, he was on the, he was on a couple different podcasts doing like a, a tour of a book and his podcast called the, um, the portal. It's really good. A lot of science, a lot of, uh, astrophysicist and, uh, you know, just, um, just a lot of different topics. But one of the things he had said is one thing that got stuck with me is that he mentioned there's a lot of people working right now 
that don't realize that they're unemployed. That's um, basically alluding to the fact that a lot of positions won't exist next year because, okay, I guess I should take a step back. What happened in the year 2000? Do you remember any economic uh, crisis? Was that the, no, that wasn't the housing bubble, right? No. So in the year 2000, there was the tech bubble. Y2K. Y2K. No. It, that's what everybody <laughs> wanted to happen, but it didn't. So in the year 2000, there was the uh, tech bubble um, explosion, right? So everybody was buying up stock in companies. Um, everybody was trying to purchase new websites because everybody had just seen, witnessed the huge success of websites like, uh, uh, or like companies like Apple and the, the likes of Microsoft. Everybody wanted to buy into the next big company. So some things like uh, Napster, um, Livewire, they had their own domains and they had their own people offering up services. Maybe not those two, but you know, things like Napster for sure is a good example. People thought that it was going to be the next music revolution. It was going to be the next thing. So people were paying, you know, thousands of dollars worth of, uh, they were buying stocks. Right. And in, I don't remember what month I remember the month for the 2008, but in, in 2000, the market crashed. It was a small crash but it was enough for people to lose their life savings over companies that, you know, were never going to see the light of day because they were being overestimated. So like you could create a website and say, Hey, my website is going to be called Chobani dark. And I'd be like, what? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a website where we sell shoes the way that nobody else sells shoes. That's all you had to say. You don't have to be very specific. I mean, you could, but you don't have to. The thing that everybody was looking at is the uniqueness of the idea and how much you said you were projecting to make in the first year. And a lot of people right. echoed the same thing. They're like, oh, so he said he's going to make a billion bucks. Dude, I think he's going to make a million bucks. Well, I think he's going to make a billion too. So over time, people would continue to buy it and, you know, the bubble would get bigger and bigger because everyone's blowing air into it. Everyone's buying into it. So I don't have to explain that part. But the idea here is that once it hit, everyone lost their savings in it. Just like, we'll get back to what's happening right now, but... Just like that, people lost lots of money. And like a huge percent of the economy, you know, fell, was devaluated. People were, you know, at a loss. And do you know what happened within a few months after this? What happened? What happened in 2001 that we still think about to this day? 9-11 was an inside job? Yes. No, I don't know about the inside <laughs> job. But it was, it was very weird how the economy wasn't doing very well. And then a few months later, United States gets attacked by a terrorist organization known as Al-Qaeda. And as soon as that happens, we declare a war, and everyone's attention is away from it. Jobs can slowly start to trickle back. Everyone bonds together, and we go to war, right? Right. Now we fast forward seven years or so as the economy can, starts to get better. It starts to boom. Houses are being sold everywhere. This is was known as the housing crisis, right, in 2008. Right. So that one everybody remembers because it's one of the more, you know, um, current ones, recent ones. Recent ones. And right. we were, most of us were probably, you know, in college or exiting high school or entering high school. So the, the uh, 2000 uh, housing or the 2000 tech bubble wasn't very remembered. But the 2008 was special because if we, this is the ones I have a lot of facts for. We know that in, in um, around the beginning of 2008, the market crashed because you know, bad decisions were made. Banks needed to be bailed out. A lot of mortgages, you know, tripled in payments. People had lost their houses. Uh, people couldn't afford their homes. They lost their jobs as, as a trickle down effect, domino effect. And then what happens after this? The economy had fallen, I think, 22%. 
Um, 22% unemployment uh, across the board, if I remember correctly, or 22% loss. Either way, the economy was hit pretty hard, but it was almost a quarter of the economy that was like affected by it. Almost a quarter. Right. I'm talking about 22%. But this happened in early 2008, and the full effects, let's say 14, 12 months later, around February, March of 2009, is when the economy really felt that pain. And that's when people were really out of their homes. This is when people were out in the street looking for a new job. This is when people were falling back on the government for unemployment, and the government didn't have enough money. People were panicking. Everything was starting to look really dim because, again, it took 14 months for them to feel the full, full impact. They warned a year before. It was all over the headlines, and people kind of forgot about it until, you know, months later where companies had to call you in and say, hey, you know what, thank you for all your work, but we can't afford you anymore. We can't, you know, we just can't do it. And you're like, what? But that was like months ago. Why Why is this happening now? It's just because it takes time for these effects to be felt. Anywho, right. what after that um, we know that in 2008, there was also an expansion on the terrorism, right? Now this is where they declared war against um, the Islamic State, right? Right. So that happened, and everyone turned their attention again to the Islamic State and focusing on the war efforts, and the attention was once again put away from the, the stock market crash, and things started to slowly recover. And we know that they had to drop the interest rate down to 0% towards the end of that um, 14 months or 12 months in 2009 when the economy started to work its way back up. Now, these facts are facts, but I don't, maybe I'm not saying it correctly, but it's all pretty much in the same timeline. Um, the interesting part is that we have a state of emergency right now that just was declared maybe two months ago, right? Um, yes. Yeah, around there. We, I, I don't remember the exact number. Now, I'm scared of saying the wrong thing because I know someone out there is going to look it up and make sure. But I know that it was around 43% or 30-something percent worth of the economy that's been um, pretty much over the, based off of the stock loss, income loss. This is where we're looking at when it comes to unemployment across the board. I'm very sure, and I think the number was close to like 8% or 10 or something like that. But the idea is that our loss here is more than double of what happened in 2008. Well, least. yeah, because what um, this has been the highest, uh, the highest and the quickest, like mass unemployment that has happened in you know the the you know the since nation. the Dust Bowl. I, I think. I think that I I believe that no, I was gonna say I believe that we're in worse numbers than the Great Depression, but. I think it happened faster than the Great Depression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the the sudden loss of jobs. Yeah, for sure. But I don't I don't remember what. Ah, man, I think um, at that point the peak unemployment was like twenty four percent or something in nineteen twenty nine, nineteen thirty three or something like that. But the uh, the issue was that it took time for those effects to be felt. Right now, people know that you know we're in a tough spot, but nobody's really felt that it. Hit yeah, because most of them are home. Most of them are shelter in place. The ones that were, you know, furloughed or furloughed and or um, unemployed or severanced, those people went straight home. They have some cash to survive off for right now. But if it took 14 months for that small drop in 2008 to be felt completely, we can only imagine how many. It might take a year. It might take two for people to really feel the effects of what this just what this did to us. People don't see. They're not. I don't think they're conscious of how long it's gonna take for it to really hit us, but it's gonna be really bad. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that right there. I mean, I hope not, you know. But then again, you know, it's um, 
it, it, history does repeat itself, you know, so like it's we know it's going to happen. And I, I guess we just like, you know, hope it's going to be different this time, but it's never really different. But um, so, OK, let me ask you a question. Then. So since you believe, well, I don't know if you believe it or not, you know, but like if, let's just say if your theory was correct. Right. How would we start preparing today for this this um collapse pretty much that's, that's you know bound to happen well man well okay, okay. For, first let, let me mention these two things and i'll answer the question i promise then I'll so, go for it. yeah go for it so here's here's another uh not to like, add more fuel to the fire but it's it's important not to forget the other two details to this apart from it taking a while for us to feel the full effects the government was able to help in a special way when the federal government lowered the interest rates for loans they lowered it to two percent then to one percent and then towards the end when everything was really really tough the last thing that the federal government can really do or the you know the federal bank institutions and everything can really do is lower the interest rate to zero percent so for the layman you're borrowing ten dollars from the bank and you're paying back ten dollars to the bank there is no like gain for it it's just something to get you off um, your feet to be able to help you either pay for your bills, help you pay for a house or whatever it is that you're missing money for. The federal government instituted that federal, it's the last bullet in, in the in the chamber pretty much to help you. And they already used that last month when they declared a 0% interest rate. The government had never done, I mean, that's crazy. It You don't do that until like the most desperate situation. And they, they did it now hoping that this would help avoid issues like it did in 2008 or 2000. They're trying to prevent the the effects of it being felt right away. But what's the point of having a loan of 0% if you can't pay it back? So my my point here is, apart from that, there's also the, the is, as I mentioned before, in 2000, we had the 2001, a few months later, within like, I think, seven or eight months, the attack of 9-11. And right. then we have 2008, and we have the pretty much doubling down on the war on of the, in the Middle East and saying now we're going after, you know, um, the Islamic State. And now we're in a situation where it looks like the most unavoidable thing, as history has told us, both in Roman times, in, uh, in Greek times, whenever there's a mass epidemic of any kind, even like Genghis Khan had that, and he, he continued to conquer in order to be able to provide for his people, even though he didn't, you know, he wasn't the most liked person in history. Um, we have a war. It always happens. You know, Hitler famously rose to power when his people were poor and hungry, and he made all these grandiose promises and took hold of the power and then began conquering the world because he his people were poor. They were hungry, right? They had no money. They had Their economy was weak. After right, that. and then also it had to do the fact that, you know, after World War One, you know, like, Germany was pretty much like a laughing stock. We're not a laughing stock, you know, but like they were like pushed around and he was pretty much, you know, a um, like, hey, you know, it's all about Germany. He was a nationalist, you know, so yeah, yeah. that's also another fuel to the fire. Well, that's why they were being pushed around because all the food they produced, they weren't getting full price. Like you made it, you you grew miles worth, orchards worth of, uh, I don't know, grapes and they would pay you 50 cents for the grapes and they would take it and sell it to their country or give it to their people in other countries around you, let's say your neighbor would be selling those exact same grapes for like a hundred dollars a case. And you're like, how is this even fair? You know, that's kind of what they were dealing with, but it's also because they try to murder the entire world. You know what I mean? It makes sense. But again, the one thing that's very constant with history and with the repeated occurrences is that once something like this happens, war is almost always 
following behind by a few steps. And right now we're already starting to see that America is pointing fingers at China because, I mean, there's a lot of proof that it came from China. And China's already rewriting the narrative by you, did you did you see those headlines of what's happening in China recently, or the fact that China was trying to blame the United States that it was the United States Army that you know had it first? Yeah, they're trying to say that some soldiers uh, went to visit Wuhan or whatever. But w- what they did is that they said they instituted a national uh, lockdown on information. So what they're saying is basically. Um, if you are a reporter, demonic, let's say you talk to five or six different doctors and you have their testimony, you spoke to them about what do you think the coronavirus is? What can we do to protect ourselves? Blah, blah, blah. Right. You, you did a full article, whether you did that much right. research or not, whatever. If it's about right. the coronavirus before you submit it to any digital or printed magazine, you have to go through a government agency now and have them review your article. And they have to make adjustments or edits if it's not factually correct in their view. So, like, if you're saying, oh yeah, I've I've seen that. Sorry to interrupt, but I have seen that some of the universities in China have um have published in their website, uh, you know, stuff about the coronavirus and their findings and what they believe is this and that, and like almost immediately it was taken down. Yeah. So not only are they stopping students from posting or not not just posting, but like publishing information regarding this virus, actual like doctors and students that are, you know, pretty much in, in the in the midst of it. Doctors that are also there getting interviewed are being taken down as in like there's no information exiting without them reviewing it. And as they review it, they also interestingly change the information to match what their narrative is, which is. Wuhan was relatively free of any disease up until mysteriously American soldiers showed up. That's what they're saying. Right. But I don't right. have any look to the story of what these American soldiers were. If they were there for a gaming, I think it was like a gaming thing. I don't know. But anyways, long story short, the interesting part of all of this is that not only are they changing that, so they're changing the course of history in, in their people's minds, but they're also affecting how the World Health Organization reacts to all this. Um, and I know you asked me a question. I will get back to it. I promise. But did you see? No, you're, 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 it's interesting the way of all the vast knowledge that you have inside that head of yours. Well, it's just, I read. I, I try to read a lot. But I mean, again, <laughs> I, I have to verify things more. But this is this is something I have seen and verified. There was a, a reporter from uh, a, some Asian website. It, you can find it. They were interviewing the Canadian um, chairman of the World Health Organization. He was a spokesman for it too. Um, so he's Canadian. He's not, you know, it doesn't seem like he has any really allegiance to anything else. But the fact that she asked him point blank, and I sent the video in our chat. I might put it in the description if I don't forget. Uh, you could easily look it up, though. Is a reporter asking the WHO about Taiwan, which is his own country, but some a lot of people fight it and say that it's not. But I'm not sure. From my understanding, it is his own country. But... She point blank asked him, so how is Taiwan dealing with this coronavirus outbreak? And would you guys reconsider their or reinstate their membership into the World Health Organization? And just like that, the video is really weird because he like freezes up and he acts like he's not able to hear her say that question. She asked, she said, hello, um, did you hear the question about Taiwan? And he was like, I Move on to the next question, please. I didn't hear you. And she's like, I can just repeat right. the question. And he says, no, that's fine. You can move on to the next question. 
So he's avoiding it. And then like she asked him again, she wouldn't move on to another question. And he hangs up. Like you can see him physically lean over and hang up the call. It's all recorded. Right, you right. can see the whole video. Then she calls right. him back, asks him again. And he says, I think China's doing a great job with his provinces. And uh, I have to go. He hangs up. So it's weird that he's covering for that. Now, he doesn't want to admit Taiwan is his own country. He wants to keep saying that it's China. If you're going to talk about Taiwan, we're not gonna, I'm not going to say that word. I'm just going to let you know that's China that you're talking about. Like, So he's right. like deleting or erasing like any knowledge of any country called Taiwan. On top of right. that, if you go back to what happened in December when the World Health health organization had said that this virus does not spread from people to people it's not possible it's not a it's there's no there's no proof that it can be you know contacted by or you know passed over to another person that was a straight up lie and then after that months later they said that masks aren't helpful when it comes to the spread of the coronavirus which i even like i still don't think masks are 100 percent helpful but it, it, there is no doubt that there's science behind this to prove that, you know, it does somewhat help, you know, but they, they completely denied right. all these facts until months later. You know, and again, I have to, I feel like a hypocrite because I know that I said that it wasn't helpful because I was under the impression that it really wasn't until I did some more research. And I'm like, well, I mean, it does look like it helps, but in general, it's really just helping people that have it not pass it on to someone else. The general but public. At least, well, the thing about that is that you're not really hypocritical because, you know, you're like, the most common man right you hear information that you believe because like i mean it's from the world health organization i mean when people hear that they're like okay well it's the experts so you know why because they're in the world health organization so it's not the fact that you know they're hypocritical about it it's just that you know you're not a doctor you know you you have so much limited information so much limited knowledge in like inside of you that like you'd be like okay well if these top doctors are saying you know that my foot is bleeding because yada 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 right that's the reason why it's bleeding you know so like i wouldn't necessarily say you know that you are hypocritical it's just that you're getting the information that a lot of people have gotten and they believed that you know that masks weren't really you know needed because i even believe the same thing you know i i kind of like now like i'm forced to wear a mask i still don't you know like if like in my every like if i go somewhere that doesn't require me to wear a mask i won't wear it but i mean i have started like like you know putting on a mask here and there well i mean there's nothing bad for it but it, it's just it's very suspicious it's very suspect you know what i'm saying because not only were they saying that but then you track down why they were saying that and it was all coming from recommendations from china they were echoing right. what china was telling their public that's what the World Health Organization, they were in synchrony with them. It's um, it's, it's not only, sus it's, it's really suspect, you know. And then right. to top it off, like the, the one person people don't like, it's really weird because six days ago, if you've seen, like you can go to any website, whether you go to The Guardian, to CNN, Politico, The Forbes, whatever you want. Trump had a um, speech that he did, um, a coronavirus-related uh, press uh, meet, and there he pretty much announced that he's stopping all funding to the World Health Organization. Right, I saw that. And he cites the fact that the WHO is heavily corrupted and that its, uh, its allegiance is no longer to the safety of people or to listening to, um, you know, uh, medical-trained medical opinion, but rather that they're right. being, you know, they're basically corrupt is what he's trying to say. But it's interesting, again, because... They had a specific protocol for when this kind of situation occurs. They're supposed to send doctors 
into that country, and they're supposed to do a, a complete deep study of the situation, how it started, just like Ebola, right? They were supposed to do the same. Now they established guidelines, and their guidelines was that they were supposed to send doctors into China, into Wuhan, and these doctors were going to research all the cases that were happening and report back to the World Health Organization so they can make a public declaration of the situation, like an actual one from doctors by doctors to other to the public. But in right. this situation, China told them, don't worry, we have it under control. There's no transmission from person to person. Everything's good. And they turn around and echo the exact same things back. Not only are they like repeating it, but they're also defending them. So it's like, come on, man, this is going to be a start of a, if this is the start of a war, this is an excellent way to start it with distrust of like world leading organizations. Right, exactly. Because I mean, didn't, um, I know for uh, a while ago, I think we were trying to get out of the UN, you know? So like, it's when I see it, like when we start, like, you know, like, because, you know, People may like it or not, you know, but the United States is a world superpower. You know, we're one of the world's biggest superpowers, you know, and without without our presence and without our funding, most of these organizations wouldn't be, you know, because we were a major a major funder of the of the UN. We're a major funder of um, WHO. Um, the World Health Organization, you know, and without our financial support, you know, there really isn't any um any of these big organizations. But you see, maybe they're playing it. Maybe we're playing into the hand of the enemy, bro. Like I, I don't. I can see it. I, I know a war is going to happen. I'm just interested in making a prediction of how it's going to go down. All I know is that if if America keeps distrusting these organizations, they don't try to fix it. They just pull away from it. It's easier. It's like okay, let's say you have a girlfriend, right, and she spends a lot of time with her ex. Let's say that's China or whatever, right? You're right. saying like I don't trust this relationship that you're doing. I, you know what? We're good. I'm not talking to you for like we're done for now until you stop hanging out with them. Then you're only giving him the chance to be like wrap his hands or arms around her and be like, it's okay, baby, I got you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're making it easy for the World Health Organization to need their support even more. Because now that you're not right. funding it, they're like, dude, we still need this money to operate as we normally operate. Here's when a big brother can step in here and be like, yo, we got you. Whatever you need. Which is true, which is true. I do, uh, I see where you're going at. But at the same time, you know, like, we can't, uh, we really shouldn't be played as fools, you know, because like, what if like, okay, let's just say for instance, right? What if the World Health Organization is in bed with China, right? And they're just using our money to, to spew out Chinese, you know, propaganda, propaganda. Yeah. you know, what, what can, what can you do then? You know, you keep on funding it. Do you try to keep on tackling it from the inside? You know, like, but then if you tackle it from the inside, you know, like Chinese money is going to corrupt, you know, because they can, give like that person more money, you know, but it's such a dangerous situation because again, I understand what you're saying. I think we both understand right. the same point, but we know a war. I know. I mean, I feel like I know that a war is going to come. World war three is like, I don't want to sound like one of those crazy people. Sounds like 2012 or whatever. I don't know when, but I know it's coming. And the greatest superpowers. You sure you don't have your, you sure you your tinfoil hat on too tight? No, man, it's pretty loose right now, <laughs> but okay. I, I'm, I'm serious. It looks kind of, Suspect, man, because if you pull away from them, they need them more. And at the end of the day, the more organizations in the world, like the World Health Organization, like the United Nations, the more of these organizations that rely on them, the more we are not needed, you know, and the more we're not needed, the easier it is to convince the rest of the world to find a new enemy. You know what I'm saying? Like if all they need to do is provide more money than America can provide and they're they're the new ally, they're their new ally. You know what I'm saying? Like Africa yeah. has already fallen into that. South Africa and Africa itself, you know, you know the giant continental train project. Right. So that giant project is built to unite all of Africa in a way that it has never 
been united before by being able to have them transport workers from poor areas to wealthy and affluent areas. So they're able to like, you know, really travel the entire continent. But the super train was a loan. The engineers are provided by China and the loan was provided by China. They can never pay this loan back. It's too much. Even with the relaxed right. interest, even with all the money they lent the country, the country misspent it knowing, you know, damn well that they were going to misspent it. And now they're like, they're the pets. They're China's pet, you know. They have more Chinese people living right. there. They have. It's just, it's scary to see them spread. And the intentions is pretty clear. You know, they're winning. They're they're playing. They're playing this match as like monopoly, and they're buying up all the land, all the properties. While we're going around collecting our rent, we're not seeing all the you know properties that are being built around the world. You know, around the 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 actual game board. Um, True. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a big one. Uh, just like World War One. When the French went out to meet the German army for war, do you remember the tales of that? No, you would have to. Uh, I think I have known. I, I think I know some of them, but at the top of my head, I really can't like you know recite them. Okay, so when when the French went out to fight against the German army for the very first time, World War One, the French showed up. Their young and and grizzled old veterans all showed up riding their horses with nice, beautiful Nap- Napoleonic uh, uniforms. The way you see them in the photos with the big hats with the feather on it. They had their muskets. They had their swords at their side, ready to do war, ready to be, you know, victorious. They had those big old cannons, the old ones that you have to roll up there and put gunpowder in them. They were like, we're going to do this, man, for our country. They went out there, and when they looked across the battlefield, they saw all these men in gray plaited uniforms with machine guns and rifles and tanks and grenades. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now, yep. They were completely outgunned because they thought war was going to be fought the same way as it always had been fought for the last hundred years. Right. So I'm scared because I don't know if it's going to be economic warfare that's going to be launched first before we do chemical warfare or if we're going to, we're used to seeing tanks. We're used to seeing now machine guns, rifles, jets, missiles, but that's all we've ever known. Just like the French. We don't know what kind of new technology they have. We don't know if they're going to hack us. We don't know if they're going to make our own bombs blow up in our bases. We don't know what's going to happen. The war that we know up to this point is what we know. But just like history right. has proven, every time that you know war a certain way, it's going to surprise you. Just like the uh, Native Americans went to war against the American soldiers. American soldiers had rifles, and these guys, all, all they had were arrows. Although they could shoot arrows faster than we could shoot rifles. As soon as we did automatic weapons, it was over for them. They could never keep, keep up. That technology was too far advanced. They say DARPA is like 10 or 15 years in the future when it comes to the weapons that America has available to themselves. But I don't know, man. I'd rather not ever get to the point where we have to see that. But it looks like, I mean, if they don't do that, the economy is going to be too far gone, bro. They're going to come back out of the shelter-in-place order. They're going to be like, wow, we're, we're okay. There's, there's a vaccine finally. But now I need to pay my rent. Now I need to buy water and food and there's no jobs. What am I going to do? What is the government going to do? There's not much they can do unless they're going to keep supplying you money, but they're not going to keep raising taxes for the rich. Then what are they going to do? Right, right. I mean, yeah, like, wow, this is really doom and gloom, right? <laughs> no, but um, I, I understand where you're going at. You know, like um, on the whole warfare thing, like if I could put my little two cents into it, I believe that. If we do fight, and I say if a war was like was set, right? I probably it would have to be. Um, I think it would be a lot of uh, cyber warfare and a lot of drones. That's that's what I see. Well, that's even scarier, bro. Because you know who's closest to uh, China? If they want to attack a weak point, yeah, California. California, bro. We're like, the, <laughs> we're right yeah. there, bro. We're right there. Yeah, I know, which is scary, you know. 
because um I mean that if any if anything were to happen, I mean the West Coast is pretty much only gonna get hit first, you know, because we are the closest, you know. But I do see that um like if any if a war were to come that it was un like, you know, it, it was just to come, right? We couldn't stop it. I, I believe it would probably be um cyber warfare and a lot of drone stuff because you know I really don't see the US let's just say if it's China, right? China's like they have a big military, you know, they have like they're they're a superpower, you know? And plus also I believe Russia's backing them up too. You know, there's no way in hell that we can invade China. You know, so what do we do? We send drones, we send missiles, we attack their banking system, you know, like the best way to cripple an economy, you know, to win a war is, you know, to cripple their economy. You know, well that, is, that's the scariest I mean, part. You, you said it right it, there. You know, I, I don't mean to cut now. I, exactly. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's exactly what's happening. To us, right. not to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so, I mean, it's hitting them where it hurts, you know, and it's hitting us where it hurts, you know, which is, you know, the the economy, you know. That's the best, that's the fastest way how to cripple an economy or how to win a war, you know, is how to take down a government. It's yeah, you're, you're setting up all the pieces to win the war before the war even commences. You're weakening the economy. You're making them distrust their government even more. They're already, you know, they, they already don't. And you're you're making the voice of the people louder. You're making is it, you're just putting all the steps that are needed to destroy that. So we always, I always thought that eventually there was going to be one world superpower that was going to conquer the entire world or at least most of it. I just never imagined it wasn't going to be America. I mean, I'm I'm not giving I'm not putting I'm not putting it down just yet, but it just seems like if they're holding back a punch or a last minute super weapon, they're really doing a good job of holding out on it because I. I would have imagined they would have done a better job of controlling the economy, you know, worldwide rather than letting it come to this point where it's already looking really, really bad. You know, right. there, there was a quote. Um, well, well, before we get to that, what you just said right now is pretty interesting. Uh, um, Michael Osternberg, Ost the guy from the CDC. Right. He had uh, mentioned how over 80 percent of the IV bags in the world come from China. There are only three other facilities that make them. One of them that was close to us was in Puerto Rico. But after the hurricane, that facility has never been back up to 100%. In fact, it hasn't been fully repaired yet. And that facility is a no-go when it comes to providing medical IV bags for us. The same as other supplies like masks and gloves. Very little of it is produced near or on American soil. Most of it is on other places. Not that I'm, I'm, I'm being super patriot here, but I mean the fact that all the things that we need, especially for like the medical field, it's out of here for engineering the same thing. You know, a lot of the things that we engineer are not engineered here rather than over there. And then they come here. Right. Right. This is why I see like, if we're ever, if we are able ever able to, you know, like get out of this, you know, economic crisis fast, I believe that we should start, you know, like producing our own stuff here in the United States, you know, cause we're too reliant. We're too reliant on other people too, for like the basic necessities, you know, like, the, the IV bags or the masks or this or that, you know, at first for the longest time, we were reliant on other nations for our own oil, you know, when Texas has an abundance of oil or whatever, you know. But there's recently, a reason. Recently, we became an exporter, you know, a big exporter of oil because, you know, our oil fields were uh, became less regulated and we were able to produce our own oil now. But I believe that if we start, you know, bringing manufacturing back, you know, and 
all the basic stuff that we need, right? Not like these little, you know, made in China, five cent little toys, you know, whatever. No, but the basic necessities to sustain our own selves in case of wars or, you know, pandemics with this and that, you know, like that would help us so much, but we don't do it because, you know, like I get it, you know, you're in the, you're in a business to make money. And when you can't make money, when the government is, you know, in your pocket, you know, be like, okay, well, you're going to make this, we're going to tax you so much, so much. So obviously if it's cheaper to make it out of, out of, you know, out of the state, you know, then they're going to do that. Although we but can't we blame it completely like, though. We can't blame it completely because we know a lot of those decisions were made without the government intervention at all. We know that Ford and yes. uh, what's it, Harley Davidson, they're making their bikes in China and other parts, not because they got taxed to oblivion is because they just like, Oh, we can make hundreds of thousands more if we just do it over there. No, which is true. It's just true. Yeah. Like I, I understand, you know, I'm not, I'm not solely put putting blame on the government, but government does have a big hand to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You no, know, I agree. That's, that's how I see, like, that's how I see the United States moving on forward from this right here is that we need to start manufacturing like stuff to like, uh, like I said, in case this were to ever happen again, you know, we need a we need to be able to provide for ourselves first before, you know, we can provide other people. Well, there's also that uh, great quote from Michael Hump. He, he wrote a, a book called uh, Those Who Remain. Uh, it, it's the quote goes, uh, hard times create strong men. You probably heard this one before, right? Oh, yes, I have. Yep. How does it go? The, so hard times create strong men. Strong men create. Um, dang Something about like safety, safety create like weak men, weak men, like so, like something like that. I, I don't necessarily like I don't know the full thing of it, but I know where you're going at. I like, tell I, you, I've heard it before. I'll tell you because I'm gonna I'm gonna probably for those who are listening, we're probably gonna name this episode after that. We're gonna title it: "Hard Times Create Strong Men." Strong men create good times. Good times, which is what we're living in, create weak men, and weak men create hard times that's exactly what i was gonna say you know but i wanted i didn't want to take your thunder it's interesting because that's exactly what's happening everybody was weak complaining about you know dumb things the people that were thrown into world war one they were 17 dude 16 17 watching their friends get their heads blown off being in like right. an extremely anxiety filled environment bro and then coming from that and they had like oh, man when, when I read World War One and World War Two, I was listening to Dan Carlin over again since I was at work. You know, I, I'm listening to his uh, his t- his um, explanation of the world access powers and how everything was happening all over again in World War Two, World War One, And, bro, it's incredible, those stories of what they had to go through, what they had to endure. A lot of them didn't even come back. They wrote in their journals and sent letters back to their parents and never never again see them. But it's... Right. It's extremely people forget that we were living in the longest period of peace that has ever been known in modern like history. There there hadn't right. been a big major war between major superpowers in over a hundred years. That's never happened. Even the Romans fought every seventy years. You would see another war start. Julius Caesar waited three hundred years to fight a war against a Germanic people because they had attacked Rome and he never let that go. He used that as an excuse to fight war and he was the last person to control Rome. But the idea is that it happens over and over, but we don't learn from those things. We just get lazy and we're like, it's peaceful. Now we have TikTok and Instagram. Like we're never going to see war again. Are you crazy? America right, is never believe it's going to happen again. Yeah. They believe, see, that's another, th- another philosophy that I had read about was that people get used to what they were born seeing. 
So like you and I saw the world change. We saw a world before there was internet. We had a f- phones that we put our finger in and rotate the thing to dial out. We had VCRs right. in the shape of cars that we put our VHS tapes in and we rewind them, take them to Blockbuster. We grew up in a different era, right? And before us, they came we in a different- We grew up on Michael Jackson and look at us, nothing <laughs> happened to us. <laughs> we grew up watching the world a certain way and that's called the lottery of birth. We were able to see something, right. but the kids that were born after us, all they've ever known is the internet. They they don't know what a world without it looks like or feels like. Right, we, they're too sheltered, and like they um they because they've never seen hardship, they they believe that you know oh well you know stuff should be free. We don't have to work for this. We don't have to work for that. You know I'll just make YouTube videos and you know become a millionaire and this and that and that. You know it's not. It's not how it goes, you know. And then with their beliefs of you know like everything is good, their beliefs elect politicians that that feed onto their beliefs. But it will never work in a real world scenario. Well, you know what they say: people like Winston Churchill, which was a leader of England or the English government during World War II, would right the English bulldog. Yeah, they call him that because nobody likes him. You need those kind of leaders yeah. in war times. You don't need those kind of yeah. leaders in peaceful times. Those kind of leaders are annoying. Get them out of here, dude. They don't listen to the law. They don't follow it. They're not good people for peaceful times. But for hard times, right. that's exactly what we need. This is where this is where a lot of people mess up because we elect politicians that we like celebritize or whatever that word is you know like they're celebrities you know like we we elect them because of their popularity or because they were this because they were that you know and then once they're in power we make them into celebrities you know because like oh you know like it's you know they can do this or whatever no you know politicians are politicians for a reason they're not supposed to be the good guys or bad guys you know they're supposed to be straight down the middle not everybody's gonna like not everybody's gonna love them not, and not everybody's gonna hate them you know um or people are gonna hate them people are gonna love them you know but they're the ones there to make those difficult decisions that we can't make for ourselves basically and listen these are just my opinions just like they're your opinions but i do believe that they hold some weight because from my mind i'd like to think that my opinions i get them from looking at history and listening to people and talking to them although everyone there's some people that say ah we we can aim for a world where there's always going to be peace and there's never going to be a war but as long as there's humans in power as long as there's humans that are animals deep inside just like the joker says people are only as good as they're allowed to be as long as that's the case, I mean, I don't see a situation where this history is not going to repeat itself, as we know it has for thousands of years up to this point. So it's scary. This is true. It's scary, man. I just look at everything, and I, I hope, you know, I hope uh, the quarantine's over. They find a vaccine a few months after that, and everyone's able to hug each other, and it goes back to people, you know, arguing on Twitter and making fun of each other, and everything goes back to the way things were. But something tells me, man, once things change a little bit, it never becomes the same. Just like air travel hasn't been the same since 9-11. I, I severely doubt that things are going to go back to the way they were. No, me too. I mean, out of this whole discussion of, you know, our little talk that we've been having, I've been counting my bullets, you know, so Damn. I'm prepared. <laughs> Damn, man. I, I just hope it never comes to them having to kill your own brother and sister. Like, not like blood related, <laughs> but like your own, your own, you know, countrymen, your own people that live next to you. I hope that never becomes right. the case. I hope, uh, Man, I hope we make it out on the other side, man. I don't know, because that, that that idea of war, dude, and not knowing how they're going to strike, knowing that they have, dude, man, it's just, 
It's so scary, man, to think about that. Oh, like, and another. So this this feeds onto my uh my cyber warfare and drone warfare. The because like I said, you know, we like I really don't believe that the United States will ever be able to invade a superpower like China backed up by Russia, right? Just like Russia and China, I don't think they'll ever be able to invade us because I mean. Look at what we have that they don't have. We have the Second Amendment. You know, there is more there's more armed civilians than there is military. Yo, you know, so we can defend ourselves. You know, that's why that's why we're protected, you know. But that's why I feel, you know, that it's gonna be some sort of some sort of a hyper like, you know, like cyber hacking or you know, this or that 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 tears us apart, you know. I don't like I mean all they have to do is just turn off the Wi-Fi and you know, we're already trying to kill each other. No, man. I think it's okay, I'll tell you what I think. I, I've been holding back these thoughts because I, I, I don't think they're very positive, man. But the more I look at it, there's no way that that's that's not the case, man. I feel unlike I think we've I think America has been planning for a cyber warfare in Russia as well. I don't think China's is blind to it. But if I were to guess, if I were to put my money down on a board and say this is what I think is going to be the, the the thing that we don't see coming, just like you you're saying right now, you're 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 still fighting with bullets the same way the French are still fighting with muskets, expecting them to have better looking muskets or faster firing muskets. I don't think they're going to use drones in that way i think they're going to use chemical warfare i think if you fly a drone or a bomb that is meant to disperse like in the air or you're supposed to like poison the apples that we're going to do we're still ordering stuff from them if a war happens with china it won't be for the next three or four years at least and that entire time i'm pretty sure america is going to be hard at work at getting new supply chains going through india or russia some other place i don't even think russia is going to join in the war to be honest with you bro i feel like the only reason russia would ever go in is if they don't want to I feel like this is what I imagine, I, and this is totally my imagination, bro. This might never even happen. I hope it doesn't, but this is what I imagine. If America plans to fight China, they'd start finding new, okay, what are we buying from China? Plastic. Okay, let's call India. Let's call Africa. What if we pay you this much and you supply us with plastic? Okay. Okay, good. Deal. Sign on the paper. Good. All right, let's go to this country now. We need to buy chips from you. Can you guys produce same quality chips? Yeah, sure, of course. Okay, whatever. They'll start setting up their supply chains. When the day comes, before Russia backs up China in a war effort, like in an actual like first attack, I don't know who's going to be, but it, let's say Russia would declare, we will declare war against America unless they give us, I don't know, access to Japan or Australia or whatever, or Germany. We want Germany back because Germany still controlled a lot. There's still a lot of American uh, military bases there. If you want to avoid us jumping into this conflict, give us Germany. China would be like, what, dude? You're supposed to be backing us up. Like, yeah, it's not worth it for us economically. You do your thing, man. We'll we'll lend you the weapons. We'll lend you the uh, training. We'll give you the jets that we have in storage or whatever. But we're not we're not in in this to fight America. It's not worth it for us. They're smaller. They don't have that kind of technology. They do have nuclear weapons. They have new missiles. But I don't think they're they're really in it because their economy is booming after the what's happening right now with the um, global warming. They have beaches now. They can grow fruits and vegetables they can never grow before. They have full summers now. There's no reason for them to really get their hands dirty. They're going to be like America was while England and Germany were fighting each other. They're going to sit back and 
sell to both sides. They don't need to get involved. They're making money off of it, you know? Right. That's right. my thought. I get, I get where you're going. I don't think that it's worth it for them, but they might. So in my mind, I don't think they'll jump in unless, you know, America doesn't doesn't play by their demands. And even then, the America might not. And they can say, well, we tried to make business. Now we go to war with you. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what I think is most likely. But on top of that, I think that China would use some kind of chemical warfare. I think they have something in the chamber that we haven't seen yet. If this is a chemical right. weapon created in their laboratory and this was supposed to be a test, which I I don't, I'm not 100% subscribed to that. I'm maybe 70% subscribed to that. But if that was the case, then there's bound to be other kinds of weapons that we don't know about. And I think that's right. going to kill right. more people than a drone shooting that's trying to aim at, you know, a person running down the street or at soldiers or at power plants, EMP bombs. I think a chemical warfare would be the way to go. It's the way of the future. I don't think it's going to be guns and, and tanks and ammunition. I think it's going to be more like break down their technology and then poison everybody. That's the way, that, that right. way you can. Well, whatever it may be, it could be, you know, chemical warfare. It could be cyber hacking. It could be guns. You know, we, we just never know. But at the end of the day, all I can say is bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent way to end my friend. Excellent way to end. Excellent way to end. Well, this was a cool discussion. You know, I, I enjoyed this, uh, you know, now that it's back to the original two, you know, not cluttered with other people, not saying that they're not good. <laughs> no, but you know, um, this was really enlightening and, you know, scary at the same time. Well, I just hope uh, everybody stay positive, man. I'm trying to stay positive. I'm not ignoring the fact that it can't happen anytime now, maybe in a couple months from now, but we're going to keep trucking, man, along. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, yeah, hopefully you guys are ready for our next episode. The next episode is going to be pretty cool because we are going to have a YouTuber on and we will be discussing well, we're talking to him about like YouTube stuff and stuff about the U and the tube, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. All right. Well, we're going to save the surprise <laughs> until a little bit later. But, yeah, guys, definitely subscribe to us wherever you're listening to, whether it be Spotify, Google Podcasts, or iTunes. Very excited. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time.